he was praying and how he's invested in prayer and fasting, the several encounters make up the champion, the man of God. And someone armed him with, with someone put an amount of, of brass upon his head. The vision of Saul, too bad. To wear your, your helmet and be seen, the guy as a giant, I won't do it. To be following what people are saying, because Paul said, uh, Saul said, I fear the people. He, he, follow, he follows people so much, what people are saying, the news. You don't follow the news, you won't be a champion. You change the news. Once you follow the news, you amplify the news. But change it. Change the narrative. In the end, you, you'll be part of the narrative. As you change it, your name will be put there. That this man stop. Stop this thing. This man stop this act. Oh, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. And also, I mean, with, the, with a coat of mail, I told you, and it should show you that so much. Once the helmet is on, I told you the next thing is what? What you wear. The way you think will show who you are and how people, people are going to really address you. How you dress is how you be addressed. So the mail that you wore, the coat of mail, that kind of, the metallic, um, 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 how do you call it? Armor that he wore from the shoulders to the knee. Actually, my God. They actually represent, see, they, they, they actually um, show, it, it, it's a showy aspect of what's going on on the inside. Now, so he, he put on the, you know, the guy forced him, you wear my helmet, think the way I think, and see the way I sing, and sense danger, and the way I sense, and talk like I talk, oh, this one cannot be beaten. Said, I don't want to. I don't want to. I never want to. Some, you know, you see, saw Am David with the armor and he put on, he put an helmet of, of brass upon his head and armed, and armed him with, with, a, with a coat of mail. And David got his sword upon his, the sword. Sword of the Spirit, the word. To talk like, like the way you talk? I can't do that. He has said to go, for he, he had not proved it. He said, no. He tried, he said, he said, no. This is wrong. It is wrong. I can't go by this. He said, see, let me tell you. Football champions, eh, they, go, they go into the field. They go on the field, they go into every battle with their own, with their own, with their own pair of shoes. Many times they love the ones they train with. That's what the champion does. He doesn't want a new. Um, but I pray, do you remember how that you went for a quiz and you were given a new Bible? Did, 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 did you remember how you, you suffered? It, it wasn't the one you used to. You used to read and, you know, that you've rehearsed with. So you don't try that. It will be a weight on you. Follow your encounters. Once you rehearse, you will know you know you will, you will encounter something. David followed his encounters. 
Now look at this. And David said unto Saul, I cannot go with this. I can't go with these. I can't. For I have not proved them. Wow. I have not really tried. I can't do this. I, I, I have to prove all things. And hold on fast to that which is good. I'm not used to thinking this way. And NIV says, David fasting on a son over the, over the tunic and tried walking around because he was not used to them. I cannot go in days, he said, he said to Saul, because I am not used to them. So he took them off. The Bible says to be transformed by the renewing of our mind. I can't think this way. I can't put on this kind of helmet. It's wrong. I can't live around people that are bitter, that of defeat. I can't, I can't live there. I have to change the environment or I change my location. So look at what happened. The next verse 40. He took his staff in his hand. Are you following? His own staff. And chose him five smooth stones out of the blue. He chose. Theologians, you know, the theologians, um, the theologians um, have this to say that the stones represent the five armor. And it's true, five is also grace. It went in with grace, but is it with his own armor? So David chose the five smooth stones out of the brook and he uh, put them in a shepherd's bag. What was he doing before? A shepherd. A shepherd. A shepherd. But our past experience will feature in what we do now. So, he took the shepherd's bag which he had even in a script. It's interesting. He didn't forget that he was a shepherd. All the while, whatever he was doing was a rehearsal. He was doing that with an, in, with an intention to do it very well. So he took that and put them in the shepherd's bag, which he had. Even in a script, and his sling was in his hand, and he drew near to the Philistine. Whereas others were running away from the trouble, he rather drew near. And the Philistine came on and drew near unto David, and the man that bare the shield went before him. Now, look at this. So, let me read for the message. You get it clearly. He, he took one, looked down on him, and sneered. A mere youngster, apple-cheeked, and, and pitched fast. And when the Philistine looked around, so he looked at he looked at David and was like, look, look, look at this guy. Small boy. The Philistine, the Philistine came on and drew near unto David. And the man that bare the shield went before him. So there was a man bearing shield in front of um the, uh, of, of Goliath in the verse um 41 NIV. Meanwhile, the Philistine, 
the Philistine with a shield bearer in, in front of him kept coming closer to David. David came alone with his experience. This guy even had someone in front of him. I know David, you know, I know that Goliath was so fearful. He never fought in any battle. He was only ranting, making noise, defying the host of the armies of the Lord. And they were afraid of him because they, they, they had different ears. Now look at this. Now the Philistine only looked on him and said, David, and saw David. He disrespected him. He, he, he sneered at him. He disregarded him. He disdained him. Uh, for he was but a youth rather than of a fair continent. And the Philistine said unto David, Am I a dog? See the way he saw himself. Uh, see, there's a way a champion shows up to make the trouble even define itself and find its position. Am I a dog that you're coming after me with this? And the comes to me with staffs. And the Philistine cursed David by his God. And the Philistine said unto David, Come, come to me, and I'll give thy flesh to the fowls of the air and to the beasts of the field. They say, we champions talk. They always talk about the end. They know. They know that the process all has to do it. What attention they give to it. But the thing is that, that in the end, they should come with results. They know. So started realizing what, what he was going to do to, to, to David and what have you. Now, a champion doesn't say, let's see what may be, what may become of it. No. He is so certain that as he goes there, he's, he's doing it, he's accomplishing. Now, verse 45. Then said David to, to the Philistine, Thou comest to me with a sword and with a spear and with a shield, but I come to thee in the name of the Lord of hosts. The God of the armies of Israel, whom thou hast defiled, defi defied. This day will the, Lord, will the Lord deliver thee into my hand, and I will smite thee and take thy head from thee, and I will give the carcass of thy of the host of the Philistine. I will give the, the carcass, the carcasses of the host of the Philistines this day unto the fowls of the air. Not only you, I'm beating and beating all. I'm beating you now. And beating all that are linked to you. Now look at it. And to the wild beasts of the, of the earth, for all the earth may know that there is a God, there is a God in Israel. And all this assembly shall know that the Lord saveth not with sword and spear, but the battle is the Lord's, and He will give you into my hands. You get into these hands. Surely. And it came to pass when the Philistines, the Philistines arose and came and drew near to meet David, that David hastened and ran toward the army of, toward the army to meet the Philistines. So this guy came and David rather ran toward him. Fearless, so bold, not running away from trouble, but running into that trouble to change it. I want this trouble. 
that's what Caleb said. Give me this mountain. He said, for they are bread. You change what you see. So long as they saw Goliath to be a champion, to be a giant, a threat, a threat, then it is so be. But David saw him as an opportunity, as an opportunity. That this guy is so large that he can never dodge my stone. Wow. He put, you know, he put his hand in his, his bag, took the stone and slung it and smoothed the Philistine in, in his forehead. That the stone sank into his forehead and he fell upon his face to the earth. Now, there are people that God actually engraces us to meet. When we meet them, they may have their own thought. They might have their own confession. But we can sling a stone, you see, a word into, into their mind, into their forehead. You can sling a stone into their, their, their head to make them think differently, to change their mind, to cause a demon in them to fall flat, to cause the, that kind of anxiety, that depression, that um, uncertain, uh, uncertainty, and that fear in them to, to just dissipate or leave them. It takes the spirit. It takes the spirit of a champion to do so. Now, so what does God want from you? Now, look at this. A champion has a mindset. It is called a winning culture. It is a culture of winning, knowing that as far as we win. A culture's heart is full of battles. Battles that have won that have been won already. He knows that I'm a champion. He knows. Mindful of the strength. His strength. His capabilities as in being able to change things. So a champion is able to put into action top priorities for the day. What must I do today? Doing what needs to be done, even when the world, when the world around them is falling down, I must achieve this thing. Whether rain or shine, I must achieve this thing. A champion as a, as a winning culture, a winning mentality, winning culture. Follow with thinking. Now let's look at something. Excuse traded. One that trades excuses is also a bitter leader, a bitter champion. Why are you giving excuses? Why are you talking plenty? You've lost. You are bitter. You should have been a better champ by confronting the challenge. By rehearsing, I don't really know what you're doing now, but this is a moment for you to start training yourself, rehearsing for the greater tomorrow. 
the future belongs to those who have planned and prepared for it. Not for everyone. Then David ran and stood on, on, the, on the Philistine and took his sword and drew it out of the sheep thereof and slew him and cut off his head therewith. And when the Philistines saw the, their champion was dead, they fled. I chased champions. Now let me, let me tell you, he didn't say, oh, I've killed him, so you come and cut, cut off the head. Champions know how to see, begin, commence and finish. They know how to finish. They are accomplishes. So long as you just fight, you're not a champion. You must win. Cutting's fight. But champions, they go beyond the fight to win. They win at all costs. I have a winning culture. A culture of winning. A mentality of winning. Winning every battle. So we have to do what needs to be done. What happens to the champion? What happens to the one that actually kills Goliath? And it was told him, being a rich with great riches, what again, that that's not the motivation? Wow. The, 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 the daughter of, of the king will be given. Mm, not that, no, 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 exactly what I want to know. What again? And it was told that the family, the house, shall be free. Now, the house is not only about uh, the 12, see, the eight sons, the seven brothers together with him, and then the father. No, no, no. It had to do with the, uh, the family, the house right here, as do the house of, of Judah. Saul was a Benjamite. But this guy is from the house of Judah. Are you aware that something also came from Judah? Mighty men are from Judah. An amount of, um, of, of altar is also a amount on, on which um, um, a very amount on which God said that we should rear altar. And then again, God said this amount of praise as well. I told you how the, our hearts are overflowing with praise. See, you, you know, we are, we are not, we are not being called to eulogize um, and glorify shame, glorify failure, to be talking and complaining, talking and complaining. We've been called to change things. You have to be a changer, a world changer. David was looking at what he could do. He was concerned about the reproach. Why are the blacks, why is it that said that the blacks are this way? I want to change the status quo. I want to change the situation. I, I want to give my people hope and a future. I want to give them reasons to, 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 to hope again and to, to dream again. Praise the Lord. So champions um, um, dream big. There's this massive and consistent action that they take. 
there is passion and their passion is key their passion to win is key their passion to win is key they inspire and motivate hopes inspires hope and motivate other people other people's dream they, they motivate them to they motivate, they, they motivate them to dream to have dreams to have visions for their lives a person who fights for others and speaks on behalf of others is a champion he doesn't fight for himself a champion fights for others he stands up for all may you never love to be on the mountain may you also cherish being in the valley to fight battles on behalf of others and David took the head of the Philistine and brought it to Jerusalem this should be always a testimony always a testimony I said I'll do this they are talking of it I've done it I have done it that means champions have proofs as a champion you must have a CV proof your portfolio what have you done what have you achieved so far what are you achieving heaping see heaping one success on the other heaps upon heaps one success upon another success upon another success upon other success upon a success success upon success from faith to faith from glory to glory that's that's what the bible says glory growing from glory to glory so he took, he took the head and brought it to jerusalem and he put his armor in his tent and when Saul, when Saul saw David to go, when Saul saw David go forth against the Philistine, he said unto Abner, the captain of the host, Abner, whose son is this youth? Who is this guy? He's done, but who is he? And Abner said, As I saw David, O king, I cannot tell. He, he, he killed the he killed one of you and it was part of his razor he never came to noise it until the time was ripe and the king said inquire thou whose son the stripling is whose son the stripling is whose son is this guy whose son they have to inquire of you they have to look for you so long as you are champion in the area in your field where you, wherever you are now they shall look for you. They shall look for you. They shall inquire. And as they returned from the slaughter of the Philistine, Abner took him and brought him before Saul with the head of the Philistine in his hand. Wonderful. Wonderful. He brought it. He brought in this, the, the head of the Philistine with him. And before the king, he brought it because mere men 
mere men cannot stand before kings. Those who have distinguished themselves in wisdom, in art, in word, and in wisdom, in art of wisdom, they have the right to stand before kings. And Saul said unto him, Whose son art thou, thou young man? And David answered, I am the son of thy servant, just the Bethlehem, the Bethlehem. Father, we thank you so much. We give you the praise. Though the brothers had captains over them, they couldn't, they couldn't have said, um, they couldn't have said that, that um, they could have said that they were at ease because their boss himself was afraid. He was a complainer. Now, this is what you must know. There is a cause for us to rise to um, to the cause. There is a cause for us to rise to the cause. There is a reason for us to rise to the occasion and bring changes. How can you be part of a ministry that you don't care as to whether it is growing? You don't care as to whether people come or not. You don't care as to whether they pray. With, they are programmed. We are doing this. Are you a champion? How can you be part of a family? That you don't care what is really happening. How can you can, can you be part of a household? That you don't care about their salvation. You don't care about what happens over there. You must not be a source of worry to people. You must be a source of win triumph through you there are wins through you there is safety there is security there's assurance now I told you this last week these four things one don't grow bitter as a champion don't grow bitter number two don't complain Avoid complaints. So don't complain. Number three, trade no excuses. Don't make excuses and sell excuses. Number four, avoid seeking premature convenience. This kills the fight in you. Don't, 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 don't. Don't seek rest. At a time of war, do not do that. During a day of war, a time came for the Israel, for the people of Israel to go out for war, and David tarried in his house against someone living. And the rest you know already. He went wrong. We had to do things that are needed now. We had to be rehearsing. Now you ask yourself, there are questions that champions ask themselves. What is the fear of my people? What do my people fear so much? Or what is their worry? What is their worry? What exactly do they need? Knowing their worry, for instance, knowing their worry made it's possible for, 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 for David 
to submit the supply because he knew they were afraid and they needed someone to actually destroy the object of fear and that which elicited fear and that is by fighting in that battle what do they need and a champion will just provide When you show up, let the fight in you show up. Let the world know that you don't take chances like that. When you show up, there should be that kind of uh, uh, see threat evoking panic in the camp of the enemy. Situations you see. Competitors should know that you are truly a champion. When they see you, they should be threatened. If you're not a threat to anyone, you're not a champion. You are not a champion. David says, is there not a cause? Because there was a there was this inner motivation, a bubbling spirit. Inner motivation and an inner bubbling that challenges, inspires, motivates within every champion. When they see trouble, they are inspired. Oh, I can do this thing. Give me this mountain. I, I can really do this. Now, to take the globe on, you must have this heart of a champion. And you must also have the mindset I know I win. I have a culture of winning. Rehearsal or training is crucial. Training for success. Training as a champion is very important. Now, champions don't go in like football. They don't go in for as a striker. If a striker wants to really train, and those who are champions, they make sure they look for a smaller post, goal post. You don't go for the bigger one. To make it easier on the ground, they go for settings. To strain themselves, stretch themselves, to make impact. And so when they get on the field of play, or when they get um onto the battleground they are able to do easily they are able to defeat they are able to do execute have that mindset i only win i cannot fail I, 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 you know they are the reason why god has increased me These people are the reason why Christ knew his purpose unto the lost sheep of Israel on my saint. He knew. The motivation to dream big and the ability to navigate obstacles 
effectively. That is in the heart of every champion. The mindset, I cannot fail. I always go into the battle for a win. In a hurry to bring proofs. I am a man of proofs. I want to give proof of whatever I'm saying. That's how our champions are. So their champion record is always red. Father, we thank you. We thank you. Let's pray, let's pray, let's pray, let's pray, let's pray. We are praying for that violence of faith. They had to harbor that kind of inspiration, the inspired thought to, to champion the cause, to be able to navigate through obstacles, to bring the wind out, to go through the tunnel, No matter how lengthy it is, to be that hopeful, to bring relief to God's people. Champions are not selfish. Champions are never selfish. Champions are there. They lay down their lives for others. They save. They bring relief. Their fulfillment is in the peace, the comfort, and the accomplishment of dreams together as they share with others. Let's pray. Father, we ask, go ahead now, we take grace for the violence of faith to do exploit, to be so confident, to be concerned about change and to initiate the changes, the steps, the actions that necessitate change and the establishment of your will. Lord, that we never, we never back out of any battle. We face all battles squarely. We are more than conquerors. And by faith, we come out with, with, with victories. We come out having the fruit of our heart manifest. For a good man out of the good treasure of his heart bringeth forth good fruits. The Lord will bring forth good fruits. In Jesus' name. Be a source of blessing. Testimony to many. Don't ever be a source of worry. God bless you. I love you so much. We shall meet at photo tonight as we do. Champions train. And all we're doing is part of the training. David never knew that was training. But that was a training for him. And he didn't know that he was actually training, but he trained himself. And then he was able to kill Goliath, not with any other thing, but um, by his training, the acts, and the very things, the encounters that he had, he used them. And as well, he used the wisdom that God gave him through his training. He also never left the sheep, those things that were in his care. David never, never did that. Most 
God did that, he still had the flock with him. In Exodus, Exodus, Exodus 3, he had a flock with him. He was telling his flock. Before Elisha was called by God, he was also diligently working seven. One thing I didn't give to you that the Spirit of God gave me, I owe Jesus. I should have given you this thing today. Now, I think I told you Wednesday, I want to re, uh, re, re, re echo it again to you. The Bible says in the book of Luke, chapter, chapter, chapter 16, from the verse 10 into 12, that if you are not faithful in another man's own, who shall give you your own? We fight the battles of others, and God brings us into place of authority, of influence. Our, our, our hand comes where we honor our nation by winning for our nation. Then we are claimed as winners. If you're a champion because you made yourself a champion, you're not really a champion. The people must come come for you. They have to um, um, actually um, seek to see you, come after you, run after you because of what you're worth, because of your wealth, because of what you carry. God bless you so much. And I pray that the Lord give you a different mindset altogether, not to follow the path of this world, but to follow after that which God has for us and to go in the way of the Spirit. God bless you so much. You are a champion. The world are wait for you. A generational changer until you know what they're going through you cannot know how to push them through you must be with them know what they're going through god bless you and prosper you god cause his face to shine upon you god give you the grace to serve and and to make you understand that in serving and by service you are raised to the heart unimaginable and that which you can imagine and he will do that with his own imagined effect for your life his purpose be fulfilled in your life in Jesus' name. Amen.